This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. All righty. Good morning, boys and girls. Yes, sir. It is time to rock and roll on the show. Hope you all are doing well out there. Hope you're hanging in there on a Tuesday Hope it's a, a good Tuesday wherever you're at, anywhere in the world, downloading the show, watching us live, all of that good stuff. Got a bunch of guests for you lined up today, uh, as we always do, right? We've always got uh, a bunch of guests for you. Uh, we've got Ira Winderman joining us at 1030. We've got Manny Navarro at 1130. We've got Alan Pupar will be joining us at noon so we'll get his thoughts on the Fangio press conference. I'll give you my thoughts. There wasn't really like kind of what I predicted. There wasn't really going to be much said, you know, nothing really earth shattering uh, out of it. Uh, really, that came that came from it. Oh, there's one one development that I thought was kind of interesting. And we'll get to that in a few minutes uh, as uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, obviously. Um, I also want to tell you that uh, today we will have a crypto bro show. You know, we've been doing it every Saturday now. And so I told you that I'm going to start picking it up a little bit and maybe start doing it a few times a week now. So immediately when this show ends, a couple minutes after, we'll start right away with the crypto show. So you can actually, you know, ride on with us. And if uh, you want to learn a little bit more about crypto and want to get into it and all that good stuff, uh, you can uh, join us uh, on uh, on the show right after this as we uh, we talk a little crypto and have a little fun. As uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff kind of developing with uh, I, I just find it really, really intriguing. So we'll get to we'll get to talk a little bit about some of the developments uh, going on in uh, in crypto. So we've got that going on for you. We've got a bunch of interviews. Let me see. I'm trying to see what the uh, latest update is. Okay, I see 24,696. Uh, I almost got confused yesterday with the, uh, with the uh, what's it called, with the markets, which they weren't open yesterday, which is uh, <laughs> uh, today they are, obviously. So uh, we'll see uh, we'll see what we got going on uh, overall, and uh, we'll see the latest on what goes on with the markets because it's haven't started off very well yet. So hopefully, we get something going on. Tua Time says happy happy uh, Mardi Gras from Louisiana, Big O and Sean. So he's in. Uh, so we got Mardi Gras everywhere. You know, uh, did you did you guys see Giselle? Well, I got to tell you something. Giselle's already having some fun. Uh, this morning, I'm I'm getting prepared for the show. And, wow, it's uh, this thing's kind of frozen or something. What, there we go. Okay. So I'm getting prepared for the show. And I am uh, checking out, uh, you know, some uh, some material to talk about. And I see that Giselle Boonchin is actually uh what's it called she's um she's enjoying herself uh at um at carnival 
So kind of interesting that um, that uh, that Giselle is uh, having some fun at Carnival. She's solo, by the way, in Carnival. So I'm I'm trying to see if I can get the. Let me see. Is this the one? Let me see if this is the one here. Nope, this is not the one. Unfortunately, that's the poor, uh, poor young man, a twenty-year-old, that uh, passed away. This thing's freezing up a lot, man. I don't know what's going on here, but it's freezing up a lot here. Anyway, so uh, Giselle is enjoying herself, and uh, it was like a, a really nice picture. I got to say of her, she's in, she's in, I mean, she's probably normally in great shape, but she was like all out, like in, you know, like, uh, what, what would I call it? Carnival shape. In other words. Okay. She was in carnival shape is what I, what we saw and she looked good. I got to say. I gotta if if he is seeing this somewhere, and I'm talking about Brady, uh, he is probably going, damn, damn, damn. So yeah, there's Giselle. Look at those abs, dude. Yep, 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 yep. Football over her. A really crappy season of football over her. <laughs> oh, man. So there you go. So two a time, you're not the only one enjoying Carnival now. You know, here's Mardi Gras. They're, you know, Brazil Carnival. But um, so Giselle Bunchen is also enjoying Carnival there. Yeah. Uh, Alexa says he's saying I messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he really had nothing to prove going for a third year to Tampa, like zero to prove winning another title would have just, it, it would have been, it, it's just monotony. You know, it wasn't anything extra. You know, you won your seventh title, bro. You won your second one with two different teams. You proved your point. You had nothing else left to do. You should have walked away from football and you would have stayed with your, with your family and your kids. Um, I, I read a story too. Uh, uh, Tom Brady throughout the year last year during the Bucks season, he and his sons would go about, about three times a month to a animal shelter. And that's how he and his sons would bond and they take care of the dogs and all that. Nobody knew about it. Uh, Tom didn't want it, it, it to get out at all whatsoever. So he and his sons would show up to this animal shelter a few times a month to kind of take care of the dogs and, you know, do all that stuff and bond at the same time. I thought that was a I read that story. I thought that was a, that was very cool. Uh, and you could tell last year was just one of those years, dude. You know, Divorce is not easy on anybody, man. And nobody who wants to lose their family. You know what I mean? You've got to be a twisted person not to want to be around your family or something or or maybe you made a tragic mistake and you never really wanted to be a, a a family person or whatever but just a weird thing it's a weird dynamic and i you you can imagine how stuff like that is going to you know mess with your head 
but uh, I saw the Giselle picture, and I was like, that man messed up, bro. That man messed up, and she is uh, looking really, really good, I got to say. I got to say. Yeah, he says Tom Brady could get a younger woman. Yeah, you can get a younger woman. That doesn't mean she's going to be a good woman. See, that's uh, that's the difference, brother. You know, it's that, that younger stuff, that gets old quickly. You know, it's if you're just banging her because she's fine, you will get tired of banging her no matter what. You'll get tired of listening to her. You'll get tired of having to cater to her because in the end, you really don't love her. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it, it, it it's, it, it's something that the, those kind of comments that comes just from the, the chauvinistic guy, like point of view, you're in the barbershop, you're in the, you know, you're, you're somewhere with the fellas talking shit. But the reality is, if you want me to tell you the reality, like I just told you now, that stuff only lasts for a little bit. You know, after if if you don't love the person, it doesn't matter, dude. It becomes a burden for you after that. You know, I, I always say this, like it's it takes more effort to be a jerk to people than it does to be nice. You know, because being a jerk, then you make it uncomfortable being a jerk. Maybe you have to say something that's uncomfortable. Maybe you even have to lie. Now you got to remember the lie. Now you got to, you know, ride it and whatever, all those kind of things. Whereas if you're just nice, it's a lot smoother transition. People get along. You can get to where you're going. You never have to worry about anything, you know. So that whole thing of, oh, I, I you know, I, I, I lost my wife and my kids. And, okay, I'm going to go bang a younger broad. That's not going to, you know. That's uh, that's like a toy that you bought and then, you know, you wear out the welcome of the toy. You've played with it enough and then it ends up in, you know, the closet or the toy box or wherever you put, you know, the toys and then you never play with it again. That's that's kind of the way it really ends up more often than not. You know what I mean? So it's a it's a lot. It's a lot more satisfying. OK. When somebody loves you somebody stands by you somebody supports you good bad and different all those kind of things but there has to be a compromise you're gonna have to meet the person you love halfway and that's where tom brady screwed up because clearly he was supposed to retire and that was the agreement with her and then when he did it she just she drew the line in the sand and all of that so yeah he could go bang the younger chick and all that. And eventually he's going to keep regretting it and keep regretting it no matter what, you know, the, everybody else will say, Oh, well, he's got a younger chick and all that. But is he really satisfied with it? You, you, he, a piece of ass is a piece of ass. There's no substance in a piece of ass. Your wife, the mother of your children, your lifelong partner that has a hell of a lot more meaning. You know, when it's all said and done. So uh, you you can look at it however the hell you want to look at it. 
Um, why you always switching the schedule, Hunter? Because I can do whatever the hell I want, my brother. <laughs> I don't answer to anybody, my man. I don't answer to Hunter Butler. I don't answer to any corporation. I don't answer to a goddamn thing, dude. I do whatever the hell I want. That's what I love about all of this. It's a beautiful thing. You know, wore my red recover hat this morning. There you go. See, I do what I want. Hey, by the way, hair is nice and full. By the way. Not bad, huh? Not bad for a 56-year-old. I do what I want, Hunter Butler. Okay. By the way, Red Recover, 30% off right now. Take advantage. Soreness, elbows, shoulder, arms, knees, ankles, feet, you name it. Crows, crow's feet. We got the pad for the ladies so you can uh, take care of the, of the wrinkles. A couple minutes a day. Redrecover.com, 30% off. I don't know how long it's going to last. Why am I always switching the schedule? What the hell is wrong with you? Next thing you're going to tell me what to do and what to say on the show. Uh, Mr. Spock says, Giselle, that's a beautiful woman that loves her family. When she says stop, all you do is walk away with her and the money. Walk away on top after winning the Super Bowl with the Bucks storybook ending. I, I, I'm with you, dude. That second year, uh, he didn't win it. But he wanted the first year, and he could have walked away. But he committed to two years. He told her two years, and that's it. KMFO says sometimes you don't want a younger woman. You just want to be lucky enough to have a good woman. And I think he had a good woman, bro. I really do. Brent, happy Tuesday to you, sir. Thank you for not telling me what to do. Uh, Fireman says, agree, Big O. Six years ago with someone 17 years younger, and now I'm st uh, I'm uh, stuck with someone that really is not good for the future. Effed up bad. Yeah. That's how it goes, man. I mean, you know, there's something to be said about you or your partner being a rock and standing by you, you know, through thick and thin Every every relationship has its ups and downs and all that kind of stuff. You got to find a way to fight through it, man. And, you know, so I think he kind of screwed up. That's all. Uh, big, big O, I've only had time to listen to segments of the show lately, and you may have mentioned this, and I missed it, but any update on the music-centric show for us uh, music nerds? I'm working on that, too. I'm working on that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to level off what I'm doing with the crypto show first. And then I can layer in the music show after that. Okay. But remember, I'm doing a lot of things. And plus, there's also sales go behind it. So I'm also trying to tie it also with sponsors and things like that. You know, we, we do we do have to earn a living here. This isn't this isn't done for fun. Sean and I are not working out of, you know, oh, uh, this is a hobby for us or something. No, this is a legitimate business. And we need sponsors, we need viewers, we need people to listen and download the shows and, and watch them and, and hit the like button like crazy on all the recorded stuff, the live stuff, everything, man. You know, the wrestling show that Sean does, the crypto show coming up at one o'clock, by the way, right after this, we will do a, a crypto show. 
So yes, we we move and keep moving, and I am working on the music stuff, but I don't want to bite off more than I can chew. I want to kind of pace myself and see if I can then remember because that would be three different shows that I'm doing. So it's just one of those things that I've got to kind of be very careful and break it up a little bit and break it up the right way. Um, news is saying Lamar to Miami. No, there's no news. Lamar to Miami, Utah trucker. If you're that stupid to believe that shit, I mean, what can I tell you? You know, that's, uh, that's same stupid shit that other idiots are repeating and over and over again. And it makes no sense whatsoever. So all I can tell you is, you know, that's ridiculous. So uh, I would be, I, I would, I would tear the Dolphins eight new, eight new a-holes for a stupid ass move like that. So that's why I can tell you that it's not going to happen. Uh, but hey, listen, it's the off season. They got to fill time. They got to talk about stupid shit and people get hook, line and sinkered all the time in this world because not you know people just believe what they read all the time and they don't understand what the hell really is going on but if you use a little common sense just common sense tells you it's a stupid and illogical move that's all let's see let's give up picks that we don't have let's give up more cap space that you don't have because you got to give away a major salary and it's all guaranteed and then now let's change the entire offense because he can't run McDaniel's offense. So let's see, how stupid is that story? How illogical is it anyone that writes it, anyone that talks about it? Think about that. How fucking ignorant you got to be to think that they're going to all of a sudden change their entire offense for Lamar limited passer Jackson. A guy that misses more games than two. Think about how freaking stupid that is. I, it's just that that's the part that I, I love about it is like, think about it yourself. Okay. I get why the idiots on television, the morons in newspapers or online magazines, it's the off season. They got to talk shit and write about anything to fill space. But some of you out there, you gotta have common sense. So the Dolphins are gonna change their entire offense. So McDaniel's gonna change the offense that he runs for a guy that just runs. And then they don't have the cap space, but they're gonna give him 200 million guaranteed right now, because that's what he wants. He's delusional as hell, but that's what he wants. And then Miami doesn't have the picks, but they're also going to trade the picks. I mean, think about how freaking stupid that is. I, I don't I don't understand how any Dolphin fan that has a brain thinks that that's logical. And the sad part is I've had to repeat this like three or four times because they're I get it, man. So many of you got suckered with the the the, the election was rigged. And plenty of you are still stupid enough to believe that also. There was no rig, no nothing. But hey, no, don't worry about it. Just keep listening to Fox. They know you're stupid enough to believe it. So don't be stupid enough to believe that Lamar Jackson is coming to Miami. Come on, man. 
Jesus. It's like, why do you people even entertain the shit? Can we bottle that up right now, Sean? Right there. Okay? Let's bottle that up right there. I want this now as a bit, so that way we can use it on other people. And that way I don't have to waste my breath in talking about it. Because it's just, oh my God. Really, it, it really is just absolutely asinine to think that they would do something that stupid. Um, yeah, just what we need, a limited passer for Hill and Waddle. I know, it's just, you know, wow. Uh, anyway, uh, Baker Mayfield, does, I, I wouldn't be comfortable Brent with Baker as a backup. I don't think... I, you know, he is, <laughs> uh, Kyle Van Noy, <laughs> somebody was tweeting back and forth and Kyle Van Noy said something. We wouldn't have started, you know, the Dolphins wouldn't have started one in seven last year if I was there, this and that. And I, I, I like tweet back to, to these guys. I'm like, this guy has 33 sacks in 128 games. Like, this guy has, like, an inflated opinion of himself. You know, like, Kyle Van Noy is just a guy, bro. Good years for him are five or six sacks. That's not the answer to anything. You know what I'm saying? You got 28 sacks in 133 games. You ain't shit. That's nothing special. Give me a break. Oh, they wouldn't have started one and seven. Bro, you weren't going to save that team in the start last year. They were one and seven because they were playing all the good teams. They got all their wins two years ago in the second half because they played all the crappy teams. Not because of anything. Not because, oh, my God, they figured out the defense and they were, you know, oh, uh, uh, flow is amazing, right? No, oh, if he was amazing, he, they would have performed well against the good teams. They didn't. And Baker Mayfield, he has a... Uh, a bloated uh, opinion of himself, just like Kyle Van Noy. And I don't think he would make a good backup. I think, I think um, Andy Dalton would, I think Gardner Minshew would, I, I would be afraid of bringing a Baker Mayfield to any team as a backup. I would, I, I just, I'm not, I, I'm not comfortable that he has ever matured to the point or that he understands who he really is, which he's just a jag. He's nothing really special. But he thinks he's a franchise guy. He still thinks he's at Texas Tech in Oklahoma. And I'm sorry, he's in the NFL now. So I I, I will disagree with you on that one. I'm not comfortable with Baker as, as a backup. Okay? Uh, do you think a power running back would be better for our running game? No, I, I think the guys you had last year were just fine. I think you just, I think what you have to do is commit more to the run and better the left guard and right tackle position. That's it. I love Hunt, love Connor and Armstead. So you got three of the five positions. Fix it by having a, a, a consistent left guard. Although the right tackle, I got to say, if you bring me back Brandon Shell, I might be fine with Brandon Shell. I thought he did a serviceable job, dude. thought he did a good job. What I'd like is, you know what I'd like? I'd like for Mike McDaniel, when you're actually pounding a team for seven yards a carry or nine yards a carry, 
don't don't stop running the ball. Keep punching those fools in the mouth. Keep shoving the ball down their throats. Because that's how Tua is going to be any quarterback, not just Tua. This is any quarterback in the world. Even Ryan Tannehill, who's a jag, you give him a running game, he'll be able to make a couple passes for you. And he's a jag. You get elite passers like two of that, you got an opportunity. You got guys like that with that deadly-ass accuracy? Come on, man. That's what I would like. It's not a matter of a power back or anything. It's a matter of knowing when to turn it on and turn it off. And that's where he struggled badly last year. That's where he has to improve on game day decisions. That's where I give McDaniel like a D. Everything else pretty much is an A. His game day decisions, he sucked. But he's a rookie coach, so we got to give him the break. And we do. We give him the break. He gets the pass this year. Next year, we fry his ass if this continues. Just want you, I just want you to know ahead of time. He better he better be much improved on game day. He better be winning a lot of challenges, not losing all his challenges. So it's not a matter of a power back. It's a matter of fixing the line with the two spots that are left and then having the proper dedication to it, especially when it's working well. Uh, what else do we have going on? Uh, do, 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 do. Only concern with Dalton is mobility. Uh, it's Mobility is not that big an issue if you, if you know how to throw from the pocket. Okay? And he's a backup, dude. You guys make it sound like you want to go get a backup that also can take you to the Super Bowl. That's just not really the case normally. And I get it. It happens. It's happened a couple times, but that's usually because your teams are so freaking dominant that that's why that person is able to assist you in that area. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sam Darnold for a backup. Big O might not be bad. He actually played his best football uh, down the stretch. You know, he always scares the sh crap out of me because he's uh, a turnover machine. But what can I tell you? The more Dolphins show that Tua is their QB, the more mainstream media and clickbait uh, sites push the other stories. 99% of these people don't watch the game. Ignore the baseless noise. Yep, that's exactly it. It's the offseason. You got to fill space. So they're going to come up with all kinds of crazy stories. So that's really what it is. Just use logic when you think about it. That's all. Just the logic will tell you where what they should be doing and what they're probably will do. And history also will tell you what they're trying to do at the same time. So I would just kind of uh I would I would relax on all of that. Uh when uh we are done with Ira. Uh, I want to uh, react a little bit on the Fangio press conference and and uh, go over some of the points. Uh, Panthers uh, yesterday got by a terrible Ducks team, four to three, for Hagee and Lomberg with some goals. Kachuk, who has just been, God, he he's worth the price of admission. Uh, he is worth every time you watch it. Had a couple of assists yesterday. Uh, Bobrowski had uh, twenty nine saves. 
They've got Buffalo on Friday. The Heat is also off till Friday. They take on the Bucks. Canes move up to number 13 in the AP rankings. Tonight they take on Vatek. And I'm thinking of taking UM. Vatek is favored by two and a half. And I know they have a decent home record, but I'm sorry, dude. They're six and ten in the ACC. Miami is 13 and four. Miami can win on the road. I'm t- I'm I'm taking Miami plus two and a half points. I saw that this morning, and I jumped on it right away. And I'm saying uh, no, no, no. And I don't think there's any major injuries that I read for the Canes. I'm taking Canes tonight plus two and a half. I just want you to know this, okay? You know how I've been telling you, hey, when the Heat is heavily favored, you got to go with the opponent every time. And we have made a boatload of money here the last couple of weeks playing against the Heat, right? Taking the opponent, taking the points, because they absolutely suck as favorites. The Heat are a pathetic bunch. They are nobody to give points to people at all. So you always take the dog against the Heat. You only take the Heat when they go up against teams and they are the dogs, okay? That's when you take the Heat because they find a way to either surprise a good team or play a good game, and they play inside. They are much better dogs than they are favorites. They are terrible as favorites. Well, this is a case here where I'm just – I'm not sure what Vegas is seeing, just like I have no idea what Vegas is seeing in the Miami Heat that they heavily favored them at times, and they can almost never, ever cover. And I don't know how they've switched it. The other day in one of the games, they finally made them, you know, a a, a favorite barely, and, and they were able to cover. But um, this here tonight, I got to tell you, man, I'm taking UM plus two and a half here tonight. I, I like the Canes in this one. All right, let's get ready. Let's uh, talk a little hardwood. Let's get to a little basketball talk. Some additions. We'll get to the additions and the news around the NBA with Ira Winderman and our accurate Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. Heat fans, time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report. Here's Ira Winderman. All right, how you doing, Ira? You doing good? Good. Enjoyed the three-day break. Finally got a little bit of a weekend, so that was nice. And, of course, just when I thought I was getting away, signed Kevin Love, signed Cody Zeller, redo the roster. Look. They got better because they addressed areas of needs. Does this push them balanced. to some mountain? The way I look at it, they're more balanced is what it is. Does it get you closer to the elite? Not at all. But you are better balanced now than you have been all season long. You've been completely imbalanced with the bigger players and putting Caleb in positions that he shouldn't be in. Now you now it makes there's more method to the madness. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, and now you're not this little Lilliputian team going against where guys like Jokic are just grabbing rebounds over the top. You're not getting slammed on the boards. It's interesting because there is a degree of competition still here, Big O, and that competition is this. Can Caleb Martin hold on to his starting job simply because of his versatility versus love? We'll see. Is Omar Yurtsevin the player we saw for six weeks where, hey, Cody Zeller just becomes insurance in case Omer doesn't come back. 
yeah. that's what I said. He's he's purely insurance. If if Big Yurt doesn't come back right, then break glass for Zeller. You know what I mean? That's why I think they didn't go after Ibaka because the veteran's not going to want to sit there. Meanwhile, Zeller has been sitting out all year and nobody signed him. So he's got a contract now for the rest of the year and the playoffs. So he's going to make money whether he plays or he doesn't play. But at least you have break glass, you Zeller, if Big Yurt doesn't come back. What I was told by a scout involved in the process is there's a thought around the league that Serge Ibaka, he's had back issues and other problems, simply might not be able to play. So you don't want to bring in someone and then just have him in the training room the whole time. Cody Zeller worked out for other teams, and I was told by a scout whose job it is to assess these things, is NBA game ready now? And you know what, Big O? With 23 games left in the season, that's what you want. You don't want a guy in the training room in and out. You have that with Kyle Lowry. You have that with some other players. You want good-to-go guys. What it tells me is this, Big O. You and I have been speaking on our accurate Pembroke Pines report since the start of the season about how undersized and small the Heat are. The Heat have been saying, no, we're fine. We can get it done. When you only have two buyout spots and you use both of them for big men, this is the Heat acknowledging that going small, smallest, simply did not work. Will Zeller and Love play in every game together? Probably not. Will the Heat use Yurtsevin and Zeller and, and Love in the same game? Probably not. But at least now they have choices behind Bam Adebayo instead of an ineffective Dwayne Dedman or going small, smaller, and smallest. They needed height. I think this is almost the acknowledgement of a mistake of, by the Heat of trying to play smallish ball for so long. Oh, yeah. No, this was, yeah, this was a poorly built team, unfortunately. Not only that, if you're going to build it small, then you better have a shit ton of great three-point shooters. So you can spread it, use your speed, use use that that you're small. Remember how Jimmy Johnson kind of changed football where he went smaller on his defenses, but they were faster. So they kind of made up for it. And the Heat did not make up for being smaller by being more potent, you know, outside the perimeter. And that was, I think, their their ultimate what you might have gotten away with it. But the fact that you weren't efficient from three point range. Yeah. You know, that kind of kills what it is and what this whole game is all about because I, I you know Ira Spo is is Mr. non-positionless guy or whatever the hell he loves that but if you don't give him the elements the chef can only do so much in the kitchen you know what I and mean and I think the chef is going to be interesting on this one because there's a reason Kevin Love was out of the rotation in Cleveland and, and was not viewed as viable as much is because of his defense there just isn't much there but we know Spo loves the zone and I think this thought with Kevin Love is we can hide him in the zone. We can play him there. I mean, this team has hidden players for years now, whether it's Duncan Robinson or Max Struess or Kyle Lowry. So I think when Kevin Love is in, you'll see the Heat going to a lot of their zone because Big O, they need his three-point shooting. They need his bulk. He's a very good rebounder. He's a very good passer. They get certain things, but also understand what he isn't. He's 34 years old. He's not the same player he once was. He's coming you're not going to get it. You're not going to get a two-way three and D guy at this point in the season. Why? Because they're so valuable. The few that are out there, they're not going anywhere. They're not releasing those kind of guys anyway. You know so what? I'm going to give you the per- I'm going to give you the perfect analogy for the day. This is when you go into the quality pre-owned cars at Acura Pembroke Pines, but we have a late year nice model out there, and you consider that. That's what these guys are. These are not the shiny ones you're sitting – You go when you go out there on Fridays and sit next to in the showroom. We know that. 
These are a nice late model used version right. with Russell right. Westbrook or Patrick Beverly or Danny Green or, or Serge Ibaka. That's what you're getting right now. So what you're doing is you're literally looking under the hood. You're seeing what's there. You're going, okay, zero to 60, maybe not as fast as when we bought this car new, but still will get me to where I want to go. That's what these signings were. Big O, let's not lose sight of this. As far as the heat go this year will still be determined by Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and Tyler yep. Hero. Everyone else is a complimentary piece. All right, you're saving. What's the plan? Is he coming back for sure Friday? Going to play a significant amount of minutes, a little bit of minutes? What What's the plan for yours? My gut feeling is these guys coming back from the time off, uh, there's going to be a real practice on Thursday. You don't get a lot of those. But then it's a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. So I could see Eric Spolstra slow playing that part of the deal, working people in because, boom, you go into a back-to-back. And I got to tell you, at first I thought, okay, you're playing in Milwaukee after the All-Star break, kick that to the curb, deal with the L, make sure you win Charlotte on Saturday. But now that we know Giannis Antetokounmpo is out, this is a golden opportunity for you to get well, a couple they're 2-0 of- against. They're 2-0 without Giannis. Well, they, they are, right. So, I mean, you, t- you take what you can get. And you saw when Giannis came back and played in the other game in Milwaukee, completely different team. You got to take what you can get because, as I wrote in the Sun Sentinel in today's paper, it is so tenuous trying to get out of number seven and out of that play-in. And again, I'm not as concerned that he'll miss the playoffs if they go to the play-in. I think they can win one of two games against Atlanta or Toronto. But big O, if you finish seven or eight, get those seven or eight seeds, you're playing Milwaukee or Boston and you're toast and you're done. You can go to your chat board all you want. You can find the most optimistic Heat fan you want. Anyone with any Heat common sense is not going to pick the Heat in the seven-game series over the Celtics, is not going to pick the Heat in the seven-game series over the Bucks. but they might against Brooklyn. They might against Cleveland. They might even against Philadelphia because of what we've seen of Harden in the playoffs. You've got to get a top-six playoff seed. You've got to give Eric Spolstra a full week to game plan against someone instead of a play-in game on Tuesday, a play-in game on Thursday, boom, Saturday, you have to be in the playoffs. Then it just becomes uh, a whole helter-skelter and a wasted season. All right. Um, no surprise, and I'm so uh, to me it made zero sense, but uh, no surprise Russell Westbrook stayed in L.A. He's from there. That was kind of the team that everybody thought he was really going to go to. I know some Heat fans wanted him here. I did not want another inefficient two-point player that just does not really help what you're doing. Love makes sense. It helps you in rebounding. It helps you stretch the floor from the three-point range. Might open it up a little bit for the cutters like a Jimmy Butler, those kind of things, because he is a good passer. All of that made so much sense. You know what I mean? Russell Westbrook, to me, made no sense whatsoever. So your thoughts on that one? Yeah, again, you know, it's just a matter of the Heat need a fishing offense, just not a guy who's going to chuck up a lot of shots when those shots should go to Bam, should go to Jimmy Butler, should go to exactly. Tyler Hero. But again, we spoke of landing spots. It makes sense for Westbrook. Same same arena, one step down in the locker room, kids in the same school, boom. Patrick Beverly, a Chicago product. He goes back to Chicago, makes sense. You get guys who are going to Phoenix because Terrence Ross because they're a better team. It makes sense. Guys going to Denver because they have a chance to succeed in the playoffs. Makes sense. You have to understand there's one thing that's very interesting to play here. The Heat has retained enough room to sign one more player. They don't have a roster spot. But 
if Cody Zeller doesn't work out or if Omer Yurtsevin does work out, they can still cut Cody Zeller and bring in yet another player, provided that player was cut by March 1st. Today, Chicago is going to have to cut a player. I thought it might be Goran Dragic, and I would have been interested. Instead, it's going to be Tony Bradley, their center. But what I'm thinking the Heat did with Zeller is they said, hey, we're going to give you three weeks to compete with Omar Yurtsevin. If he beats you out, we're going to go ahead, maybe then add a guard, because then they can also give Kyle Lowry a good citizen sort of tryout. Can you deal with maybe being a backup, playing limited minutes? pushing yourself a little more. So I don't think this is fully written right now how the Heat's final playoff roster will look like. That's what Andy Ellisberg did. He retained flexibility in the deal of Deadman in creating the salary cap space and still having space for one more addition need be. So we might still be talking that down the road in another accurate Pembroke Pines report. Are you surprised the team that they're playing uh, on Friday, the Milwaukee Bucks, signed a former Miami Heat player that was in a lot of hot water. No, because I think this is the league of second chances. This is a guy who has done everything right. It's it's the it's the nitwit who says something wrong and stands by it that right. you're concerned about. Uh, you know what? You can make an <laughs> argument that Myers Leonard has gone above and beyond that he realized what he said was so distasteful so poorly constructed, he went out in the community and did something about it. I'm not so sure, no offense to you, Big O, or myself, that either of us right now have a better record of public service over the last two years than Myers Leonard. He has committed himself to righting a wrong. That's all I want. I don't mind. We all make mistakes. It's how you come out of that mistake. It's how you're apologetic. True. Not so, this was not the agent writing this statement where you read it on the Big O Show and you go, that doesn't sound like that guy's voice. That sounds like an agent and a PR specialist saying it. Myers is a different cat. Myers' problem was this. He talks too much. You've, you've, you've been around Myers. You ask him a, a six-word sentence you know, question, and he's talking your ear off for 20 minutes. It's just the kind of guy he is, and we all know, because you've been in the radio business so long, you talk too long, you get yourself in trouble. That's what right. Myers did. This is a 10-day. This is a tryout. This is a decency thing. It also might be a thing where a team wants to make good to his agent. Hey, we'll do you a, 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 you know, a positive. We'll do you a favor here. We'll see how it works out. I have no issue with Myers Leonard after all he did getting another shot in the league and how interesting that his first game back could be against the Heat, especially now with Giannis out. Ho-hum the dunk contest has become, but here comes Mac McClung. Yeah. Uh, that was that was uh that was fun because we love the underdog. That's that's what we love as Americans. We we fall in love with the underdog all the time. And McClung was that that story that everybody got behind because he's the G League guy. He's not really the NBA guy. And I gotta tell you, I gotta say, I, I didn't watch really. I I I, I think. I thank YouTube because they just condense it for you. Right. And so you get to watch all 10 minutes of the entire competition and I'm in, I'm out. And I found out about, and the guy that was competing with them at the end was basically doing dunks. We'd already had seen and actually seen other people. In fact, the one he did baseline, the Tomahawk, it, uh, the, 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 the Zach Levine kid did a much yeah. better one a couple of been, years been ago. Been there, seen it, was, it, done it. It yeah. was a, right. It was a reverse, uh, um, 
tomahawk, which was even harder by the one that Levine did. So to me, it was like, but this kid did some stuff that was pretty, you know, original a little and bit. And it. again, his hops were yes. out of this world. And that's what, what I want to get to is he did it as a 6-2 guard. Think about the real moments of the dunk contest. Spud Webb, Web. Nate Robinson, the undersized guy. It's not a big deal for a 6'10 guy to dunk. It's what they do. It's who they are. It's this. Yeah. It's the undersized. I almost think like in that old, I think it was the WBL basketball league. You had to be 6'5 and under to play. The dunk contest should be left to the small guys. Maybe do it this way. 6'5 and under for the dunk contest. Uh, six ten and taller for the three point contest. Get guys out of their comfort zone to make it interesting. That's why Matt McClung, as much as being an unknown and a G League player, you can relate to the six two guy who actually had to jump high and get off the ground versus the six ten guy. God bless Dwight Howard and the eleven foot rim and what he did. Right. But he's a seven footer. You know he lives up there. He dunks for a living. That's what I thought made it. Yeah, I think he saved the dunk contest. God bless the NBA for finding that kind of talent but you're just never going to see the stars in it. There's very little for them to gain. And for a lot of players, it's doing it in transition during a game at game speed that makes it so thrilling, not standing there and getting props and setting it up. It's become a tired contest. I think the NBA realizes that at least for one year, they were able to save it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it was a great little hook to allow a, a, a G league player yes. in it. And, and and listen, we all know the and ones and we all know the the Drew League guys and all that kind of we all know that there are actually some amazing dunkers that aren't sure. necessarily NBA players. And Absolutely. I think the NBA yeah. says they kind of realized that and said, hey, man, if we got somebody in our G League, this is good to promote our G League sure. Two, we we expand the whole thing. And you just never know what you'll find. And there you go. You ended up finding yourself, you know, a little nugget in the in the whole McClung story because it just becomes that that whole Cinderella story that everybody can can get behind. All right. What do you got going on for the next couple of days in the uh, Sun Sentinel while we await Friday? Jesus Christ. Got to wait. Well, I, I spoke to the guys and, and Eric Spolster and he said the one thing he likes is. After the All-Star break, it's a sprint to the finish. You can't play around anymore. It's 23 games. you got to make a difference. It used to be the All-Star break came earlier in the season. You can meander your way back. These are desperate times for the Heat. And I'm curious, Big O, with this back-to-back -back coming up on Friday, Milwaukee, Saturday, and Charlotte, whether the Heat sit players or realize their desperation. So I wrote a story about how the players look at it. I spoke to an NBA scout. I'm going to post this story a little bit later today about what he thought about the Kevin Love and the Cody Zeller signings. And I'll preview it a little. And he basically said, look, they're not taking anyone's place. They're taking Dwayne Dedman's place. All they have to do is compliment. If they do that, the Heat will get better. So he said, you know what? It's not a bad signing. We have to wait to see if it's a good signing. So you'll have your scout's eye view there. And I wrote him, I asked Ira today just a little bit also about whether the Heat can hide Kevin Love in their zone defense. Like you mentioned on our Accurate Pembroke Pines report, Eric Spolstra, if nothing else, will maximize a player's possibilities. And I am sure Eric Spolstra through All-Star break had that little folder. I will do this with Kevin Love. I can't do this with Kevin Love. How can I make it work the best? You know what? When you get a guy with an All-Star pedigree who knows what it takes to win, that puts you a little ahead of, ahead of the curve. Look, the Heat signing a 34-year-old guy, that's what they do. They're not trying to rebuild Kevin Love's career. They're trying to get 23 games the rest of this season and some playoff time. They'll worry about everything else down the road. Uh, they should just double uh, Spoh's salary. That's all I know because that guy, that guy 
covers up for a lot of the mistakes that that, that front office has made over the last few years. Absolutely. Uh, I just, uh, I think he's just a, an absolute MVP, man. That guy is uh, an amazing coach. He really is. All right. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heat Beat. Catch his amazing work there at the South Florida Sun Center. Do what I do, man. Subscribe, support Ira and all the exceptional riders there at the South Florida Sun Center. Ira, thank you. We will see you tomorrow for the RedRecovered.com Inside the Paint paint Show. 9 a.m. with Kurt Heelan. We'll go through all the moves around the NBA, get you fully reset for the second half or the resumption of the season. Thank you, Big O. Thank you, Ira. Appreciate you as always. There you go. And, of course, get on down to 15601 Pines Boulevard just off of I-75 in Pines and check out the finest dealership in the business. Check out the fleet of certified pre-owned vehicles and, of course, a lot that is full of all kinds of new models. Yes, sir. Every color, every model out there. If they don't have it, they can order it for you and get it in there. Great selection, always one of the best selections, and the number one volume sales dealership in the USA, baby. That is Craig Zins, Acura of Pembroke Pines. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right, all right, all right. Um, Charlotte isn't a given, says Man of a Thousand. Nothing's a given for this Heat team. They're not, they're not a great team or anything like that, dude. They, they are not reliable. They're not. You know, Bam's reliable. Jimmy's reliable. But the team's not reliable. So, you know, that's um, they've lost to Charlotte. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Uh, Mr. Spock McClung has, had some nice dunks. He did. He did. You got to give the kid uh, a lot of credit. Uh, With the way the Heat have been playing this year, there's no easy W on the schedule. Hopefully the latest acquisitions will help. It'll balance it out. I don't think it really makes much of a difference, to be quite honest. I don't think you're winning, uh, uh, you know, a few extra games because of what you just acquired. I just think you're a a slightly better team with more balance. But overall, you're not cutting any gap between you and the teams that are at the top of of the conference. Jay says, Orlando, I sent you McClung's highlight video from last year months ago. Uh, I really wish the Heat had signed him. Jay, I don't even know if he's still a good basketball player. You know what I mean? I know he's a dunker, but I don't even know if he's really a good basketball player. I'd have to see him over a few weeks to see if he can actually, like, play the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, Harold Miner was explosive and could dunk and was ferocious going to the rim. But as a basketball player, he wasn't anything out of this world. I'd rather have Bimbo Coles. Okay? And and not that Bimbo was a bad player. It's just Bimbo was a basketball player. Okay? Maybe not the most efficient offensive player, but uh, he was a basketball player. Handled the ball well, distributed, played good defense. You know, that's where he excelled. Offensive game was, eh, you know, wasn't great ever, but it was serviceable. But Harold Miner couldn't do anything good except dunk. 
So I, I don't know. I'd have to watch McClung, not highlights. I'd have to literally watch him play the game of basketball and see if he can. You know, it's uh, I was having this discussion with somebody else about about Westbrook, why I didn't want him here. Because I don't think he's a very good, you know, he's not very efficient. And to me, that makes you less of a basketball player if you're not efficient. And if you're just running around with a chicken with your head cut off and you're shooting 80 times so you can score 20 points, that does nothing for me, dude. You're shooting, you know, 35% from the field or something. That does nothing for me. So not from three-point range. I'm talking about from the field. I, I think he's like 40 or something. It's terrible. No. No. So that's that's where I, I need to see more of McClung, the basketball player, not the highlight reel. And that's where I, that's what I don't know. He might be a decent basketball player. I have zero clue. I have to literally watch him play basketball, and I've never done that. So I have to plead ignorant there on that part. But if he's anything like Harold Miner, I want nothing to do with him at all. If he's just, you know, Kenny Skywalker, I want nothing to do with him. You know what I'm saying? We've seen these kind of players in the history of the game, and they don't last because they're Sylvester Gray. Boy, I lost about 99.9999% of you with that one. Anyway, um, I agree, Big O. Too many bad contracts from the past are hurting with uh, trading assets. Yeah, no, the, you know, it's, it's, again, not saying Riley should step down. I'm not saying Riley should fire himself. I'm not saying he should retire. I'm not saying the game has passed him by. All I'm saying is Riley and Arison have had a week last few years. They have not been very good at their job. They've been decent at their job, not good, not in certainly not great. They haven't even been good. Okay? Too many shit contracts, too many bad deals in the last 8 9 years. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, if it's not for Eric Spolstra, they, they they would actually be getting a hell of a lot more heat. Okay? Eric Spolstra makes you look better than what you really are as a player, as a team, and as a front office. Okay? Eric Spolstra is the real MVP the last few years of, of this franchise. The true MVP. Um, what else do we have? Orlando, you said earlier Lamar misses more games than Tua. I challenge you to explain when Tua has never played any season start to finish and Lamar has only missed games the last two years. Well, then he's missed more games the last two years. The, the, the injuries are building up, Nelson. The hits are building up, my brother. That's what's happening. This is year four and five of taking a pounding. What do you think? You think he's going to stay healthier from here on out? He's a running quarterback, which means you take on punishment. I, I Nelson, I, dude, I can't explain common sense to you. I'm sorry. I can't explain common sense. If you don't see it, I can't help you. That's all. All right? And you know what I saw? I saw Tua come back on him down 21 points at his house. <laughs> 
I saw Tua come off the bench with shit offense and beat him at home the year before. I don't know what you're watching. I know what I'm watching. Okay? I know Tua is a hundred times better than he is as a quarterback. Not an athlete, not a runner, a quarterback. A thousand times better. Okay? Not sure what you're watching, but I'm watching a guy that is increasing the punishment and his body is taking more and more hits. And that's what's building up just like it did with Cam. The only problem is with Cam, he was built like Adonis so he can take more of a pounding, but Lamar cannot. And the body is now wearing out and it's only going to get worse. And it's, and, and at one point or another, he will get Haloti nodded. It happens. It happened to RG three early in his career and Shanahan ended his career when he knew the kid was hobbled and left him out there to take more of a pounding. And he never came back from that knee injury ever again. Eventually I don't wish it on Lamar, but I've been talking about this from the first day he came into the NFL. You, you will not last playing that kind of game. And Nelson, if you think he's going to play that game in year eight and nine and 10 and 12 of his career, you have zero clue what the hell you're talking about. And that's the other part that a bunch of you out there that talk Lamar Jackson, my God, you look stupid. You think he's going to be running like this in years eight and nine and 10, 11, 12, 13. You think he's going to play for 15 years running? Que clase come mierda son ustedes. Holy crap. Like, you got to be dumb as bricks to think you can play like that for a full for a full career in the NFL. Cam Newton couldn't last. And that dude had a body and a half. And they broke him in half. Okay? I mean, I'm not sure exactly what the hell you're watching, Nelson. I'm not exactly sure what a lot of you out there are thinking about with Lamar Jackson long-term, but you have no clue what the hell you're talking about. It's coming. It's happening. It's developing already. And the next, I've already said this many times, haven't I? I can't wait to see who's the dumbass that gives him the big contract because he's going to break down over and over again in that big contract. But he's going to get his money because somebody's going to be stupid enough to give him that money. Not sure what you guys are watching, Nelson and others out there. Not sure. Not sure. But <laughs> you go ahead and keep thinking that he's going to end up running for the, his whole career because he can't learn how to pass. <laughs> Oh, man. Red Skelton. I thought you were dead, but yeah, he's still here in the chat board. It has not been a long-term plan, and teams who hitch their wagons to that style are fooling themselves. Of course they are. The front office for the Heat is lucky that they were able to steal Jimmy in 2019. Besides that, there hasn't been a key free agent signed since the big three. And remember, let's be honest now. Let's be honest now. Jimmy didn't have a lot of options. It's not like a ton of teams are lined up for him. Okay? Doesn't he doesn't fit most teams. 
So it was kind of a marriage, but it ended up becoming an ugly marriage because he gave you Kyle Lowry. You know what I mean? It, it's like, it's like Jimmy Johnson. Like I, you know, the love affair with Jimmy here locally, I think is the most overrated thing I have ever seen in my life. Okay. He did a nice job at UM. And I say nice because he choked away the, the Sugar Bowl with Tennessee. And then what he allowed Vinny Testover to continue to choke away the Fiesta Bowl was pathetic. But he got one championship. He should have gotten more. Should have done better. And he didn't. Okay. And then with the Dolphins, he destroyed the offense, ruined Marino's career at the end. And 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 set the stage for Marino to have an embarrassing finish. And yeah, he got the defense, but dude, then he gave us Wanstead. The hell out of here. Get out of my face, bro. The hell out of here. Come on, man. You know, it just these kind of things that happen in life, it just some it's just why so overrated it's not even funny dude freaking leave me with wants that and so yeah you get jimmy and he gives you all these good moments and then he says oh let's sign kyle lowry i need kyle lowry here my best friend the godfather to my daughter this and that Let's forget about that he's 33 and it's a shit contract and you're overpaying. No, but the heat hook, line, and sinker fell for that shit. So, you know, after, you know, it, it's kind of like I love Butler. I love watching him. I love how he plays. But, dude, you gave me Kyle Lowry. You kind of screwed up what you've done here now because you set the entire franchise back. You set yourself back. You set the franchise back. Now we got to put up with Kyle Lousy. Get the hell out of my face. Hour number two, we'll go over Fangio's comments right here on the Big O Radio Show.